Wow. Please don't put that in our video. <laughs> oh, that's the opening for sure. Be careful what I record with this man. I should just put you saying, please don't put that in our video, and then people can just wonder what we were talking about before. <laughs> Be generous to me. Lucky number 13, that is today's podcast, and if you bet everything on 13... Don't do it. You can double it and then give half of it to your church, and we're talking about generosity today, baby. (laughs) We're talking about how to use your money wisely and for God's glory. Write that down. Yep, so let's, you know, hit roulette, send up a prayer, put it all on 13, baby. All right, and that's Living Jamal. We are signing off. Go out and do it. (laughs) No, but for real. uh, Generosity. Yeah. Generosity, something that hopefully most of our listeners are familiar with. Mm -hmm. We hope that you are generous. Mm -hmm. Um, Generous with your time, Mm -hmm. your talent, and your treasure. All your resources. And, And specifically focusing on this idea, not this idea, this truth. That it is better mm. to give than to receive. Yes. And you hear that a lot, even in secular circles. It is better to yeah. give than to receive. Mm. But it's because um, I think a, a lot of times why that is said is because it feels better to give than to receive. Or you actually receive more when you give. Why do you think it is so true that it is that, that 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 verse is so true. It is better to give than to receive. Yeah. Number one, Jesus said it. And Paul quotes Jesus as saying it in Acts. And you can just do an easy word search to look at what we're talking about and find the passage. Yourself, you don't find it in the Gospels, even though you find equivalence in terms of the theme, right? But the promise is that it's better to give than to receive. So we've already in the past talked about prayer. And one of those things, yeah, we call it three pillars of faith, right? And that is the word right? Community and fellowship, especially breaking of bread, remembering by the ordinance that Jesus has given us, his sacrifice, and of course rejoicing in his resurrection as we call on him, the only mediator between God and man in prayer. And so by prayer, we receive grace to glorify the Lord. And that glory is seen in the righteousness of the saints as they love one another, even as Christ loved them, as they lay down their lives for one another. So if I'm going to lay down my life for my brother or sister, certainly I will lay down my Lazy Boy TV or something that's uh, that can be liquidated and shared, as we see in the early church in Jerusalem. And so we talk about living like Acts and finally praise the Lord. I actually feel like I'm living like Acts. I used to listen to preachers like Francis Chan and other people, and it would actually frustrate me because I, was like, I didn't think it was possible to live right. lives like that. But the Bible really is sufficient for living a life generously in a way that makes sense and actually has a powerful impact, regardless of whether you see it. But in your life, you will see the promises of God fulfilled as you give in the way that he says we should give. We don't need to write a book about it because books have already been written in the scriptures. (laughs) And there are people who write really long books to try and explain something that's very simple, and that is you should give out of your abundance and that's it, right? Of course, I give a, the Lord a tenth of everything I receive. But if I have received nothing, 
I can't give him a tenth of anything, <laughs> right? So right. even what I give the Lord of the tenth is, well, it's just a way that people pay homage. We see Abraham doing it even before uh, Levi is born, right? So, I mean, this is awesome. Homage and tribute is paid out of what Abraham has. He didn't receive any wealth from any other kings when he rescued Sodom and Gomorrah. And he says uh, and believes that the Lord is his shield and his reward. And we see him give the Lord tribute. And the Lord totally provides for him his entire life, even the promise of an heir. And so we can trust God that as he provides, that we would give a tenth of what he's given us to the collection of the saints for the work of the Lord and the ministry. But primarily, it's so that we together can take care of each other. And right, if we are the house of the Lord, then we want the house of God to be beautiful. And his house is his people, not some building that we built on a residential street or some, you know, other type of area, right? What it is, is we want to build up the people of God. And so if I see my brother or sister is lacking anything at all, I don't care what I've tithed, right? Out of my abundance, I shall give to them. And if I don't have it, I'm going to call on God. For him to give it to them. Because God has promised. There are promises in scripture that help us understand that we can not only give with confidence that God will give to us, but we can give with confidence that actually it is securing an eternal reward for us. And that's where it really gets exciting. Yeah, I, I think when we get into the tithing conversation, mm. uh, that is certainly not where generosity stops and I, and I would even right. go as far as to say that um, that's before generosity begins yeah. uh, in, in, a, in a lot of ways you know tithing and we can also argue whether the whether the 10 percent number um, is applicable once the law has been fulfilled and mm. X y and Z and all this kind of stuff but throwing all that aside because that's a conversation I don't think is necessarily edifying for the podcast mm. um, when we give kind of what our duty is, that that's certainly not where uh, where it stops. That is where we can now extend past that and right. experience the blessing that is yeah. being generous yeah. and giving generously of ourselves, of, of which has not been um, expected or commanded for us uh, to give in a very tangible or specific way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, out of our abundance and and not even just money too. Mm-hmm. Are are the you know the very cliche thing to say, but I think is absolutely tr- true is our time and our talent and our treasure. And mm-hmm. if if you cannot give generously of of your money because you don't got any, but there is always things that we can give generously mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. and not in and, and kind of to what I was saying in the beginning. You know, sometimes it's. It's generosity to an end goal, and the end goal is ends up being about ourselves. Mm, you know, generosity in this big flamboyant yeah. way, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. in order to receive praise. Mm. And it it brings me back to Matthew six, oh. which we talked about a few weeks ago about yeah. fasting and about yeah. praying, and how one does that. Matthew six one begins with, "Don't pray like this. Mm-hmm. Don't pray out in the streets, mm-hmm. but." Go into a, a private place, and then it goes on to fasting, which is mm-hmm. later on in like verse mm-hmm. fifteen or something. But it says, "Don't disfigure your face, don't." But but fast. Uh, Fasting uh, so hard right now. 
yeah, yeah, refresh your face and 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 don't let man see what you're going through. But you, it's it's between you and God, and so many things mm. are between us and God. And generosity, I think, is no different in that if we really want rewards in heaven, if we really want to be rewarded by God, then seeking the praise, yeah, the the honor from men. Yeah. But when we're gen- when we're being generous, we're really kingdom minded. Yeah. We're really living Shema. Very we're really cool. thinking about how is the way that I'm being generous not only helping this person but honoring and glorifying God. Yeah. That's the end goal. And if that's the end goal, we don't need to receive bounty on this earth mm. because we understand who we're being generous for and to what end we're being generous. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what really is at the heart of of what allows someone to be generous. Because if it's all about what we receive on this earth, then I'm going to cling on to what I've got a little bit more. Yeah. Because sometimes I don't really see the results I want to see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That and that that makes me a hoarder. Mm. But when I realize it's about God. Ooh, that opens up the floodgates. Yeah. And I'm saying, hey, you can have all. You can have a bunch of my time. You can have a bunch of my talent. You can have a bunch of my treasure because I know that God is being glorified through that. And I can't wait to see how he is going to use that for his glory and how I am going to experience that forever and ever. So so it's all about God's glory. And I love that, right? He's the focus. And when he's the focus, that's when we actually like are filled with joy. And I mm-hmm. love Jesus. He says in uh, John 15 that he's given us commandments such as to love one another so that our joy may be full. He says the same mm. thing or something similar in John 17 that he's spoken his word to us. So that we can keep it, so that our joy will be full. Blessed is the one who hears the word of God and keeps his word, right? It's like building your house on a solid rock. Nothing bad can happen to it. It's sure, it's sound. Mm -hmm. It's going to last. And that's what we really want. We want joy, satisfaction that will last. Kings build Mm -hmm. monuments, great structures, and conquer great territory, hoping to build something that will last beyond them. In a way, yeah. they will continue in it. Glory that would continue, right? Because yeah. there's nothing else to hope in because death is inevitable and cannot be defeated. If that's the mindset, how could we not be generous, right? How could we not desire to, to live a life of generosity if, if what you're saying is true, which it is? Yeah. Well, it, it, if, if, if this is all there is, then I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. But right, I'm keeping if, it for myself. If I or I'm going to give it so that I get this, so that I receive even more on this earth. It, well, what mentality are you talking about? Eat, eat, drink, and be merry. If this is all there is, yeah, then maybe I'll still be generous, but to to the end that I receive more. There's yeah, no point like in maybe, being, oh yeah, like so yeah. people honor me, right? Yeah, and the Bible says yeah. in Proverbs, in fact, that when people are rich, when you have money, people honor you, and they're like, oh, I want to be your mm-hmm. friend. But the poor person doesn't have any friends, right? Because they can't benefit anyone. But we know a secret, right? We know that God sees all. Mm -hmm. But for the believer in Christ Jesus, there's hope. There's hope that what I do here can result in joy, not only now, but everlasting for now and forevermore. And so when I look at the joy that comes in giving, I learn that I receive from God to give to others only to find that I continually receive, continually receive, continually receive, or continually receive, so that I can continually give and continually give. 
of my time, talent, and treasure. I love those three T's that you just gave us because it is so very Baptist. And my Baptist friends would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying but, to remember where I even heard it. It wasn't. I, I don't think it was the Plymouth Brethren. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Brethren are pretty close they, to the Baptist folk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they love their alliteration. Yeah. You know? So, so let's look at this passage here, right? We're actually looking at uh, this urging that Paul is giving to the people of Corinth to remember a commitment they made to give uh, basically a monetary gift, all right, to Mm -hmm. other saints. And so he starts to explain the reasoning behind which he's making this ask and how they should be excited about this opportunity and not be concerned about what would happen to them. Starting in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12, he says, For if there be first a willing mind, that is to give, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For mm-hmm. I mean not that other men be eased of their burden, and you burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want or need, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. And as it is written, he that hath gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. And then he goes on to talk about this labor that Titus worked among them and the example that he was, and then goes on to talk about the importance and the good that comes with giving and how other affairs associated with that, right? All right. When we look at that excerpt, though, that argument is so important. And he uses scripture to show that he's not just making it up, right? He reminds them of how God provided for the people of Israel in the wilderness with manna. And those who went out to gather much for their family, well, guess what? They didn't have anything left over. Why? Because the law was you go out and you gather what you need. Don't keep anything over because God's going to provide. It was an exercise of faith and we're not going to waste. And so those who tried to save it over, they'd find it actually it would rot, right? Mm-hmm. So the person was supposed to trust God as they gathered what their family needed. So the person who only gathers a little bit for their small family, guess what? They don't lack anything. And the person who's got a big family, they have nothing left over. So take what you need. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today and God's taking care of today. Tomorrow, it's problems. That's enough for it. That's, we have enough problems for tomorrow and God's going to provide for tomorrow. But for right now, for today, we can rely on the Lord. So he's saying, listen, give out of your abundance so that these people who don't have what they need can have what they need and you don't have extra stuff that's going to go to waste and they are not in lack. And so when we look at passages like 1 Timothy 6, um, Paul makes the argument for why a person who's rich should be careful and looking and eager to give. Why? Mm -hmm. That they can be rich in good works. Why? Because money fades. It passes away. Matter of fact, people who hold on to it, James in the fifth chapter, I'm pretty sure, I think it's the fifth chapter, he talks about how that money actually 
it serves, it's like rusting and corroding and serves as evidence as judgment against the people who have hoarded it against mm -hmm. or taken it away from those who it's due, which means they have laborers who are working and they're not paying them what they need in order to feed themselves and to clothe their families. And so we can see based on the word of God, quite simply, the reasoning that you give so that others' needs are met and you don't give beyond what you need. You give of your abundance. And so that's what we should be eager to do. Why should we be eager to do it? Because we understand that where our heart is, there our treasure is also. If my heart yeah. is with this world and I love the things of this world, then my treasure are things that are, I mean, it's, the treasure is this trash. And it's going to pass away. But the person who loves and does the will of God, which is to show mercy and to provide and to serve, to love others as they would have others love and serve them, which is to have our needs provided for. Yeah. It's, to, it's to be loved on and so richly provided and served. Man, look at that. Scripture says that Jesus Christ became poor that we may become rich. So that we should also be willing to become poor that others be rich. Those who water, others shall be watered themselves. David promises and says that he's grown old in his whole life. He's never seen the children of the righteous begging bread. God promises to provide and feed all over the scriptures and promises to judge those who hold out on those who are in need. So I'm on God's team. So Lord, let's, let's have open hands, right? Let's give, let's lend, and let's not hold back. This topic of generosity is such a such a big topic, and it's because it's it is a major theme throughout Scripture. And if you just look it up, you're going to find hundreds and hundreds of of passages that are about this idea that it is better to give than to receive, and that is because, like uh, Jesus says in Matthew six, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the question that we have for you, our listeners, hmm. is. Where is your treasure? If you don't know where your heart is, look to where your treasure is. What is it that you truly treasure? And is it, uh, is it your material things? And that's an easy thing to say, oh, no, it's not. But hey, is it your family? Is it your relationships? Is it your specific local church? Because um, all of those things, we get into the danger of storing up treasures in temporary things. So there's a man... And he's told uh, by God that he's going to die. And he's this man. He's a he's a worldly man. You know, he he's saved, but he likes his stuff. He says, "God, can I can I take anything with me to heaven?" God says, "Okay, I'll tell you what. If you fill up one suitcase, you can take one suitcase to heaven." So he says, "Okay." So. He looks around and he sees all these things that he likes and he can't figure out, he can't decide what to get. So he takes all of his stuff and he decides, I've got a great idea. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to get the gold for it. And then I'm going to, whatever it's worth in gold, put that in the suitcase and I can take everything that I want, that I own up to heaven with me. So that's what he does. He goes, he gets all these gold bars, lines in his suitcase, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth. The man dies and he shows up. Into heaven, he's carrying a suitcase. God kept his promise. He walks up to the, the heavenly gates, and, you know, St. Peter is there, if we're going by that uh, cliche tradition. And St. Peter says, oh, what do you got there? And he we says, got there, oh. buddy. Yeah, he says, look at this. And he opens up uh, he opens up his suitcase, and he shows him all his gold bars. And St. Peter says, huh, that's interesting. 
Why'd you bring a bunch of concrete with you? That's right, man. You uh, streets of gold. Did you bring some stairs with you, bud? <laughs> you gotta. But I, there's something about there's something about that story that I really like about this man putting so much weight into his possessions on Earth. Yeah. And honestly, in the grand scheme of things, it boils down to just pavement stuff that'll be trodden down yeah things things in heaven treasures in heaven are so far beyond what we could possibly comprehend here on earth Mm -hmm. and having a generous heart with the things that we have on this earth Mm -hmm. if we knew what we gained in heaven it would be such an easy thing to give out of our abundance because we know that that thing that all of that uh, might just amount to just a bunch of pavement. And why are we clinging onto it so much? Why not give it so that others can have? It is truly better to give than to receive. Yeah, and the scripture helps us understand that too, right? And I think that segues us perfectly into the conclusion. Listen, if we represent a kingdom where the king has given his very life for the citizens to, to be qualified to be residents. I mean, for them to be participants in this kingdom of light. If he's the one who's given everything, even his life, for us to have this opportunity and that privilege and that pleasure, doesn't it make sense that the people who belong to that kingdom would also be like the king mm-hmm. and would also give? So yeah. if I now am no longer of below, but of above, and have actually been sent and commissioned by that king to declare him and his love to the world by demonstration to those who belong to him in his kingdom. The saints, if they shall know us by our love, then we better get to loving. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, the reason we're doing it is that we're clearly obviously about our father's business, which is different from the business of the world. And this business, when you give, you get Like, when you're the leader, you're the servant. Like, when you're rich, you find a reason. You look for poor people to share that wealth. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. You're like water. Water doesn't seek to hang out with the rest of water. It's like like fighting to to fill parched ground and earth. Mm -hmm. And so we, having living waters, ought to bring refreshment to other people. We ought to bring cleansing to other people. Those who have the living bread ought to bring this nourishment, even eternal life, the good news to others. If you leave with nothing else, just know that it's true. Me as a witness and so many others, that it is truly better to give than to receive. It's a good thing to just look at Jesus Christ. It ends and begins with him. Mm-hmm. And so, man, because of God's word, The person who's listening can get together with other believers and fellowship in this and share with one another even the hope of Jesus Christ, his resurrection being our very own, his life being our very own, his everything being our very own. And as Jesus has said to his disciples in Luke 22, I have received a kingdom from my father and I give that kingdom to you. And so everything is his. Everything that is the father's is Jesus. And everything that belongs to Jesus, he's giving to us. And so, man, we have, how are you not joyful about that? I'll tell you what, if you haven't proven it to be true.
And so that's what we want to do and encourage people. Go check this out. Prove it to be true. Live it out. Living Shema is produced by Benjamin Foote and Carl Wellborn Jr. Our intro and outro music was produced by Jason Vaughn. If you have a question, comment, or quip, please contact us via email at livingshamaofficial at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.